0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by
1: IVP. Has Getting the Word with Truth Table impacted your life in a meaningful way? We want to hear from you, so stay tuned to learn how you can share your stories with us. And by Truth Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast
0: readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truth's table. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truths Table. Your word is truth, your
1: word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word is life.
1: A Daily Audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Echemini
0: Uwen. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our
1: eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Ezra chapter 8, verse 15 through chapter 10. The exiles traveled to Jerusalem. I had them assemble at the canal that flows towards Ahava, and we camped there for three days. I observed that the people and the priests were present, but I found no Levites there. So I sent for Eleazar, Ariel, Shemaiah, El Nathan, Jerib, El Nathan, Nathan, Zachariah, and Meshulam, who were leaders, and Joarib, and El Nathan, who were teachers. I sent them to Ido, who was the leader in the place called Kesifia. I told them what to say to Ido and his relatives, who were the temple servants in Kesiphia so they would bring us attendance for the temple of our God. Due to the fact that the good hand of our God was on us, they brought us a skilled man from the descendants of Mali, the son of Levi, son of Israel. This man was Sherebiah, who was accompanied by his sons and brothers, 18 men, and Hashabiah, along with Jeshiah, from the descendants of Moriah, with his brothers and their sons, 20 men and some of the temple servants that David and his officials had established for the work of the Levites, 220 of them. They were all designated by name. I called for a fast there by the Ahava Canal, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and seek from him a safe journey for us, our children, and all our property. I was embarrassed to request soldiers and horsemen from the king to protect us from the enemy along the way, because we had said to the king, The good hand of our God is on everyone who is seeking him, but his great anger is against everyone who forsakes him. So we fasted and prayed to our God about this, and he answered us. Then I set apart twelve of the leading priests, together with Shariabiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brothers, and I weighed out to them the silver, the gold, and the vessels intended for the temple of our God, items that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel who were present had contributed. I weighed out to them, 650 talents of silver, silver vessels worth 100 talents, 100 talents of gold, 20 gold bowls worth 1,000 derricks, and two exquisite vessels of gleaming bronze as valuable as gold. Then I said to them, You are holy to the Lord. Just as these vessels are holy, the silver and the gold are a voluntary offering to the Lord, the God of your fathers. Be careful with them and protect them until you weigh them out before the leading priests and the Levites, and the family leaders of Israel in Jerusalem in the storerooms of the temple of the Lord. Then the priests and the Levites took charge of the silver, the gold, and the vessels that had been weighed out to transport them to Jerusalem, to the temple of our God. On the twelfth day of the first month, we began traveling from the Ahava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us and he delivered us from our enemies and from bandits along the way. So we came to Jerusalem, and we stayed there for three days. On the fourth day, we weighed out the silver, the gold, and the vessels in the house of our God into the care of Merimoth, son of Uriah, the priest, and Eleazar, son of Phinehas, who were accompanied by Jozebed, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Benuiah, who were Levites. Everything was verified by number and by weight, and the total weight was written down at that time. The exiles who were returning from the captivity offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 male lambs, along with 12 male goats as a sin offering. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. Then they presented the decrees of the king to the king's satraps and to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, who assisted the people and the temple of God. Chapter 9, A Prayer of Ezra. Now when these things had been completed, the leaders approached me and said, The people of Israel, the priests, and the Levites had not separated themselves from the local residents who practiced detestable things similar to those of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Egyptians, and the Amorites. Indeed, they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and for their sons, so that the holy race has become intermingled with the local residents. Worse still, the leaders and the officials have been at the forefront of all this unfaithfulness. When I heard this report, I tore my tunic and my robe and ripped out some of the hair from my head and beard. Then I sat down, quite devastated. Everyone who held the words of the God of Israel in awe gathered around me because of the unfaithful acts of the people of the exile. Devastated, I continued to sit there until the evening offering. At the time of the evening offering, I got up from my self-abasement with my tunic and robe torn and then dropped to my knees and spread my hands to the Lord my God. I prayed, O oh my God, I am ashamed and embarrassed to lift my face to you, my God, for our iniquities have climbed higher than our heads and our guilt extends to the heavens. From the days of our fathers until this very day, our guilt has been great. Because of our inequities, we, along with our kings and priests, have been delivered over by the local kings to sword, captivity, plunder, and embarrassment, right up to the present time. But now, briefly, we have received mercy from the Lord our God, in that He has left us a remnant and has given us a secure position in His holy place. Thus, our God has enlightened our eyes and has given us a little relief in our time of servitude. Although we are slaves, our God has not abandoned us in our servitude. He has extended kindness to us in the sight of the kings of Persia in that he has revived us to restore the temple of our God and to raise up its ruins and to give us a protective wall in Judah and Jerusalem. And now, what are we able to say after this, our God? For we have forsaken your commandments, which you commanded us through your servants, the prophets, with these words. The land that you are entering to possess is a land defiled by the impurities of the local residents. With their abominations, they have filled it from one end to the other with their filthiness. Therefore, do not give your daughters in marriage to their sons, and do not take their daughters in marriage for your sons. Do not ever seek their peace or welfare, so that you may be strong and may eat the good of the land, and may leave it as an inheritance for your children forever. Everything that has happened to us has come about because of our wicked actions and our great guilt. Even so, our God, you have exercised restraint toward our inequities and have given us a remnant such as this. Shall we once again break your commandments and intermarry with these abominable peoples? Would you not be so angered by us that you would wipe us out with no survivor or remnant? O Lord God of Israel, you are righteous, for we are left as a remnant this day, Indeed, we stand before you in our guilt. However, because of this guilt, no one can really stand before you. Chapter 10. The People Confess Their Sins While Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself to the ground before the temple of God, a very large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children alike, gathered around him. The people wept loudly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, from the descendants of Elam, addressed Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the local peoples. Nonetheless, there is still hope for Israel in this regard. Therefore, let us enact a covenant with our God to send away all these women and their offspring in keeping with your counsel, my Lord, and that of those who respect the commandments of our God and let it be done according to the law. Get up, for this matter concerns you. We are with you, so be strong and act decisively. So Ezra got up and made the leading priests and Levites and all Israel take an oath to carry out this plan. And they all took a solemn oath. Then Ezra got up from in front of the temple of God and went to the room of Jehohanan, son of Elishab. While he stayed there, he did not eat food or drink water, for he was in mourning over the infidelity of the exiles. A proclamation was circulated throughout Judah and Jerusalem that all the exiles were to be assembled in Jerusalem. Everyone who did not come within three days would thereby forfeit all his property in keeping with the counsel of the officials and the elders. Furthermore, he himself would be excluded from the assembly of the exiles. All the men of Judah and Benjamin were gathered in Jerusalem within the three days. It was in the ninth month, on the twentieth day of that month, all the people sat in the square at the temple of God, trembling because of this matter and because of the rains. Then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have behaved in an unfaithful manner by taking foreign wives. This has contributed to the guilt of Israel. Now give praise to the Lord God of your fathers and do his will. Separate yourselves from the local residents and from these foreign wives. All the assembly replied in a loud voice, We will do just as you have said. However, the people are numerous, and it is the rainy season. We are unable to stand here outside. Furthermore, this business cannot be resolved in a day or two, for we have sinned greatly in this matter. Let our leaders take steps on behalf of all the assembly. Let all those in our towns who have married foreign women come at an appointed time, and with them the elders of each town and its judges, until the hot anger of our God is turned away from us in this matter. Only Jonathan, son of Asahel, and Jaziah, son of Tikvah, were against this, assisted by Meshulam and Shabbathiah, the Levite. So the exiles proceeded accordingly. Ezra the priest separated out by name men who were leaders in their family groups they sat down to consider this matter on the first day of the 10th month. And on the first day of the first month, they finished considering all the men who had married foreign wives, those who had taken foreign wives. It was determined that from the descendants of the priests, the following had taken foreign wives from the descendants of Jeshua, son of Jozadok and his brothers, Mesiah, Elizar, Jerob, and Gedaliah. They gave their word to send away their wives, their guilt offering was a ram from the flock for their guilt. From the descendants of Immer, Hananiah and Zebediah. From the descendants of Haram, Masiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jehiel, and Uzziah. From the descendants of Pashur, Elonai, Mesiah, Ishmael, Nathanael, Josabad, and Eliasa, From the Levites, Josabad, Shimei, Kelaiah, also known as Kelita. Kathaniah, Judah, and Eleazar. From the singers, Elashib. From the gatekeepers, Shalem, Talim, and Uri. From the Israelites, from the descendants of Perash, Ramiah, Isaiah, Melchijah, Mijamin, Eleazar, Melkajai, and Benaiah. From the descendants of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. From the descendants of Zatu, Elaniah, Elishib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zebed, and Aziza. From the descendants of Bebiah, Jehoanan, Hananiah, Zebai, and Athliah. From the descendants of Benai, Meshulam, Melech, Adiah, Jeshub, Sheel, and Jeremoth. From the descendants of Pehath Moab, Adnah, Kilel, Benaya, Mesiah. Mataniah, Bezalel, Benui, and Manasseh. From the descendants of Haram, Eleazar, Ishijah, Malkijah, Shemaiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Malach, and Shemariah. From the descendants of Hashem, Mataniah, Matatiah, Zabed, Eliphalet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shemaiah. From the descendants of Bani, Mediah, Amram, Uel, Baniah, Bedaya, Kiluhai, Venaya, Meramoth, Elashib, Mataniah, Mataniah, and Jesu. From the descendants of Vinuai, Shemaiah, Shilamiah, Nathan, Adiah, Meknetabiah, Shashiah, Shari, Azrael, Shelemiah, Shimariah, Shalem, Amariah, and Joseph. From the descendants of Nebo, Jil, Matatiah, Zabed, Zabina, Jedediah, Joel, and Benaiah, all these had taken foreign wives, and some of them also had children by these women. New Testament Reading Revelation 8 Chapter 8 The Seventh Seal Now when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel holding a golden censer came and was stationed at the altar. A large amount of incense was given to him to offer up, with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar that is before the throne. The smoke coming from the incense, along with the prayers of the saints, ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it on the earth. And there were crashes of thunder, roaring, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Now the seven angels holding the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there was hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was thrown at the earth, so that a third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, And something like a great mountain of burning fire was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea became blood. And a third of the creatures living in the sea died. And a third of the ships were completely destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet. And a huge star burning like a torch fell from the sky. It landed on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. Now the name of the star is Wormwood. So a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many people died from these waters because they were poisoned. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. And there was no light for a third of the day, and for a third of the night likewise. Then I looked, and I heard an eagle flying directly overhead, proclaiming with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who live on the earth! because of the remaining sounds of the trumpets of the three angels who are about to blow them. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God of creation, Lord, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to press pause and to really listen to it, O Lord. God, we are reminded of the deep, deep wages of sin, of living contrary to your holy commands. And God, when we look at these passages in Ezra, it is easy for us in our contemporary mindset to to project our own understanding of relationships and courtship into them, O God. But When we take a step back and we examine context, we are reminded that you are indeed serious about your covenant people and that, oh God, you had given them a very, very clear command that they were not to marry people outside of their faith community, that we ought to be evenly yoked. And and this is a, a reality even today as we think about the life of the church, oh God. And God, we are reminded that sin does not clean up easily. It is not a spill on the carpet or on the floor that we can wipe up, O God, but the consequences of sin and the attempt to clean it up and what repentance looks like doesn't just impact ourselves, but it impacts communities, people that we are connected to, O Lord. Would you remind us of this, O God, that it is not simply a small thing to sin against the thrice holy God, and that even our repentance, our blood bought repentance, what it means to turn away, what it means to now make right because we've been changed by the power of Jesus Christ isn't always an easy and quick fix. To function through embodied repentance where we do more than words, where we attempt to fix what we have broken, where we attempt to restore what we have destroyed by our sin, O God. We thank you, O Lord, for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God, that because of Jesus, we are indeed forgiven people, people who have now been called into a life of repentance. Help us not to disregard that. Help us not to forget that, O God, and help us to be mindful of that for the sake of Jesus Christ. Help us to live in a way obedient to your word and to your will, O God. Help us to never be flippant about the grace that you have given to us. Help us to not use that in a way to disregard the call to repent, to turn away, to make right, even when it's messy, even when it's difficult even when it seems like it's outside of our ability to fix it oh god even when it feels embarrassing to fix what we have broken when it feels shameful to fix what we have broken oh god help us to care more about honoring your word and pleasing you than losing face in a moment oh god help us oh lord to take seriously your commands and i thank you oh lord as i reflect and think about how in the New Testament, for those who are married to unbelievers, how there is indeed grace for those relationships, O Lord. How there is grace, how, how the spouse who is a believer is there as a witness, as a humble and beautiful bright light of the gospel, to function in love and kindness and compassion. And God, we are reminded of this in your word. A word that reminds us to take your command seriously, but also to delight in the abundance of grace and mercy that you pour out on your people. Because as we reflect on this passage, oh my goodness, Lord, we need mercy. We need mercy and grace as we think about the way in which the long arms of sin impact those around us and those from generations behind and to come, oh Lord. Sin is devastating. Disobedience to the word of God is devastating. It is not a small thing. It is not a light thing. It is not a simple thing. It is a complicated and painful thing to uproot all that sin does. And God, I pray right now that you would pour out your grace and you would pour out your wisdom and you would pour out your mercy as we reflect right now on maybe things that we have done that are wrong, something that we need to repent of today, this week, oh God, we might be overwhelmed by it, intimidated by what repentance will look like in this situation. What an apology, what restitution, what reparation will look like in a situation. But I pray, oh God, that we would love you more than we are concerned about whether or not we can fix it. And we appeal to you that you would grant us the faith and the strength to make things right, even when they cost us, when they cost us our convenience, when they cost us our resources, oh God, when they cost us our reputation, which is a false reputation if we use it to cover and to hide up what we have done that is wrong. So I pray, O oh God, that you would give us the grace to have the courage to repent today, even when it's hard. It is in Christ's name that we pray and we give thanks. Amen and amen. We want to hear your stories about the ways you've experienced getting the Word with Truth Table throughout the year. Did you encounter a Bible passage in a new way? Or did a prayer minister to you at just the right time? Whatever your story may be, we love to hear about it. Send us a voice memo or video message to evn at ivypress.com. And we might feature your recording on social media or on a future show. Again, that's evn at ivypress.com.